It's Monday, which means today is the day that I am going to answer your questions about copywriting, marketing, business building, entrepreneurship, and more. I'm Roy Fur. this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and today's Mailbox Monday question comes from Kay. She asked, Roy, what would be your advice about dealing with clients that make you feel negative when you're maybe not in a position yet to reject them? Thanks, Kay. And so we'll talk about toxic clients in today's episode. If you have a question that you'd like to have answered in a future, future Mailbox Monday episode, you can go to BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com slash ask. That link is in the description. And don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe, and do everything that you can to engage with this episode so you get more content like this delivered to you in the future and so the magical algorithms of the internet will share it with more people like you who will find it valuable. Let's dive in. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Fur, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, today's episode, as usual, is sponsored by me. Specifically today, I want you to check out the Launch Your Client Business free mini course. Once again, the links are in the description. That will help you lay the foundation for a client business where you have all the clients that you can handle. And so if you are having any client issues, you'll have another one lined up to take their place. So let's dive into, let's dive into Kay's question here. I, you know, first off, I feel for you. This is a hard situation to be in. The reality of client businesses is that so many of us are going to end up in situations where we're dealing with, with client relationships from time to time that are frustrating, that make us unhappy. We're, we're in client relationships with people who are maybe even toxic and really problematic and who can even make us feel negative about ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. So I feel for you. There's an old story that comes from Gary Halbert. I, I actually heard it uh, by way of Dan Kennedy. So Gary Halbert was doing this client seminar where like he basically had these people uh, come to his come to his place in Key West, Florida, like a place that he designated. Now, Key West is not a place that you can fly into. You have to fly into Miami and then you have to drive like two hours south to get to Key West. And so all of these people had come from all over the country, probably all over the world to come to this Gary Halbert seminar and they show up and on the first day of seminar, it's like 9 a.m. And, uh, and Gary is not there. It's like 9.05, 9.10, 9.15. And like Gary Halbert, absolute marketing legend, business legend, copywriting legend, and everybody is there to see him and he's not there. So it's like 15, 20 minutes after the official start time of this event. And apparently Gary just comes waltzing in the back of this room and he's wearing a client's sock baseball hat and he is wearing a mesh football jersey, like a practice jersey made of mesh so you can see his skin underneath. And <laughs> he goes off for the first 10, 15 minutes of this entire seminar going into a rant on all the ways that clients suck. And he goes off on his list of the top 10 ways that clients screw up a perfectly good marketing campaign. And or the, the top 10 ways that clients suck. And basically, you know, number number 10, uh, client screws it up. Number nine, client screws it up. Number eight, client screws it up. Now, I have been 
very fortunate. Oh, and by the way, by the way, uh, Dan, Dan said uh, about Gary, he, he actually walked up to him afterwards. He says like, uh, that that doesn't seem like a, a very good way to like start off your 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 event just upsetting everybody. There are a lot of people in here who might make actually good clients for you. And Gary said, "Yeah, uh, but it's a whole lot easier to attract those people with what I just did than the other way around, where I'm trying to actually persuade them to become my client. People are throwing money at me, and they're on better behavior because I start off complaining. Now." Gary certainly had a personality, and uh, Dan has uh, has a, a a his own version of that personality, let's say, and it can absolutely work to get clients. That's not the point of this, but the point is that any time that you are in a client business, you have the 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 possibility of running into these terrible client relationships, and it's easy to get grumpy about the client relationships as well. It's easy to be negative about it. It's easy to have a negative experience and have that reflect in your future client relationships. I have been fortunate, like I said, to work with some great clients and I've worked with great clients consistently throughout my career. And it's it, it really is, there is a difference between clients that suck and great clients. And, um, and I wanna talk specifically, I guess to answer, Kay's question about what to do when you find yourself in one of these situations with a client who really is making you feel negative and who is kind of sucking. So how do you deal with these clients who make you feel negative? First things first, you have to realize that it's probably about them. If it's if it is one client situation that's making you feel negative, it's probably about them. There's that old dating advice, like if if you know, some some guy is complaining about his string of ex-girlfriends and how all of them are terrible. And, you know, then his friend says, well, it seems like you're the only consistent person in there. So if the problem is you and all your clients suck, uh, you know, if all if all your clients suck, the, the problem might be you. But if we're assuming that this is isolated to there's like one particular client or maybe a couple particular clients in a longer lineup of clients, that have been problematic, it's probably about something going on with them. Uh, one of the very first videos that I did about marketing, et cetera, on YouTube was, we're all effed up, broken, and insecure. I'll include a link to that as well. Basically, man, we are all dealing with our own stuff. We're all dealing with our own challenges and Oftentimes we project that out. We project out our own inner negativity. It can be our shame, our frustration, our insecurity, our self-doubt, our bad day. And so somebody looks at us on the road and we're like driving like a maniac. Well, it could just be that we like we're caught in our own head or you see somebody driving by, driving like a maniac, cutting you off. They may have something going on in their own head that is com completely uh, has nothing to do with you and yet you're experiencing it from your own perspective, right? Um, or, you know, you, you deal with somebody in public and they just had a terrible day. They, uh, who, who knows like what was going on in their day, but they've had a terrible day and you happen to deal with them in like, in line at the grocery store and you're going through your normal speed checking things out at the grocery store or, or taking things out of your cart and they like start yelling at you, you're going slow, et cetera. 
that's what's that's like their own problems that they are projecting out their own inner negativity. And so the first thing I would say is that with an understanding like that, you might have a little bit more patience and strength and um, grace and capacity to deal with the negativity if you understand that this person, for whatever is going on between you and them, they're probably dealing with some some of their own inner stuff that they're having trouble working out. And so it's coming out in how they're interacting with you. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it acceptable. That doesn't make it the right way to treat you. It doesn't make it any of that. But if you recognize that that's going on, you're less likely to get all caught up in it. You're less likely to take it personally. The next thing I want to say is like in the context of that, Take the advice of Fred Joyle, who I posted the interview with him a couple weeks back. Uh, he wrote this book, Super Bold, and it's about uh, social confidence and being able to interact with people, being bold, etc. And uh, he talks about this concept of being the voice of upliftment, being the voice of upliftment, being the person who uplifts everybody who you come into contact with. And if you approach even the most negative people that you run into in your life, including these negative clients who are making you feel bad about yourself, if you approach them from the perspective of regardless of, of who they are, I am going to try to make their day better, there is a possibility that that's going to help. I can't promise it's gonna change anything, right? I can't totally promise that, but there is a little bit of, and, and I deal with this all the time myself, there's a little bit of as you believe, so it shall be done unto you. As you believe, so it shall be done unto you. Which is, if you expect this person to be negative to you and you're constantly treating them like if you're walking on eggshells around them and you're treating them on this expectation that they are going to treat you negatively, there's a possibility that how they treat you is changing based on that. And it's probably completely subconscious. They're probably not doing it on purpose. If you flip that around and you treat them, if you expect them to treat you in the best way, if you treat them well, if you bring positive energy into the conversation, into the interaction, there is a possibility that it will start to shift the relationship. And that change will begin with you. And so it is worth considering if you can bring as much positive energy into the, the relationship as possible. Like bring relentless positivity, treat them well, treat them with respect, treat them with kindness, treat them with understanding. Yeah, okay, people can treat you negatively. I see this all the time, like kids. Happens with my kids all the time. I know it happens with lots of kids. The best kids in the world can still end up fighting their siblings as soon as they get in this little loop. Right? They, they get in this little loop of, oh, this negative, this negative, this negative, and it, soon it's like completely blowing up. Versus what happens if you're like, this positive meets this negative, but then there's a positive response, and this negative is, it kind of weakens, and then there's more positive response, and then the negative doesn't have any ground to stand on, and so the interaction can shift, right? And, um, and that usually has to be conscious, and it has to be consciously implemented by the person who's choosing to bring the positivity. Now, in the context of all of this, I will say this person's making you feel negative about yourself. They are a client. You are a service provider. You do need to make sure you're actually delivering. Um, even if it is about them, 
even if they do have some negative stuff going on that they need to work out, even if all of that stuff is true, you may still have the opportunity to improve. And if they have, if they do have something tangible on which they are basing their criticisms, you need to be willing to investigate that, be willing to be open to that. One of the easiest ways that a copywriter-client relationship can go south is if the copywriter is unwilling to accept feedback. And that feedback can come from the best of intentions and it can be presented pretty well, but if that copywriter has a really negative, a really strong negative response to any kind of feedback, the whole relationship can go south. So um, this would be the case, like going back to that dating advice, if the consistent problem in all your relationships is you, uh, maybe you need to work on yourself first, right? And I'm not saying that's the case with Kay or you in particular or anybody, but you do need to recognize maybe some of the issue could be coming from how you are showing up in the relationship, how you're taking feedback, etc. It it is it is I will say with copywriting, it's it's about meeting expectations. It's not necessarily about being the best. So if you set expectations in any kind of client relationship and you don't meet them, that's going to get you a much more uh, negative response from the client versus. Uh, if you always meet your expectations, even though you're not the best in the world at what you do, uh, the clients who know you're not the best and they hire you anyway, but you meet your expectations for who you are and what you're going to bring to the table, that is going to be a like that's going to be a a, a positive outcome. It's going to be conducive to a positive relationship. And if you are having trouble figuring out if there is some kind of uh, tangible feedback that you need to be taking on, accepting, uh, integrating into how you're behaving in this client relationship, you can ask them to be specific, preferably in writing about what they need from you. And so if, if this person tends to be negative on the phone, but then they're positive in communications, otherwise, one thing that you can do is you can specifically ask them, okay, I, I hear you have, like, you're not totally happy with this copy and um, you're feeling like I'm just not, I'm just not hitting what you're looking for me to hit. You feel like I'm missing the mark. Can you tell me specifically, like in writing, can you make some notes about what you think needs to improve or where specific in the copy uh, we need to change things up so that it can meet your expectations? And asking people to put things like that in writing can really force them to clarify their thinking and it can it can it can uh, just create a a uh, a much more positive production act, pr positive productive and actionable uh, group of feedback that you can go and you can take back to your editing room and make the copy better. Now it is okay. It is encouraged for you to set boundaries with your clients. Here's some really basic relationship-based communication advice. Um, you can tell them how it feels to you without blame. And there's some language that I picked up from the field of psychology. I feel blank when you blank. You know, I feel like I'm just really not, uh, I, I, what do I want to say here? Like, um, you know, I'm feeling really bad about the quality of my writing when you just when you give me feedback that basically says that I need to start over without giving me a specific direction about what you're looking for. I feel, and then insert whatever it is, 
when you blank. And the important thing about the wording of this is there's not a lot of blame in this language. It's I feel this way when you do this thing and that thing should be observable with the five senses. Um, or I felt uh, this whatever feeling when you said, so you can put it in past tense too. I felt, I felt uh, really negative about or, or I felt like you're really not happy with my performance when you uh, gave me that feedback on that copy review. Um, and then here's an additional, uh, an additional tag that you can add on the end. I want our work together to go well. So just reassure them, hey, I want our work together to go well, but I'm really struggling in this context, right? So I want to work together to go well, but I'm really struggling in this context. So you can tell them, like reassure them, hey, I'm saying I feel bad, but I want this to go well, right? And and so it's it's all about you. It's all about you communicating, hey, this is making, this is, I'm feeling bad when this happens, right? Um, and this is the beginning of setting a boundary with the client around that specific behavior. And I will say just because they're paying you, it doesn't mean that they can run you over. That is a that is a toxic client. If they believe that they that they just like can do whatever they want to you just because they're the one writing the check. I'm sorry. That is not acceptable. That is a toxic client. It is a it's supposed to be a mutually beneficial relationship. It's supposed to be a a a relationship based in kindness and based in cooperation, based in lifting each other up. And um I know it can feel difficult in the moment to say, hey, like this is making me feel, or I'm feeling terrible based on this scenario, but it does increase respect in the long run to be able to speak up, to be able to be bold. Um, and I guess in that regard, that link to the Fred Joyle interview about super bold uh, can be helpful because even if you feel more comfortable com and confident talking to strangers, you're gonna feel more comfortable and confident when it comes time to, for example, set a boundary with a client. Now that's all the stuff about dealing with this particular client. I do want to add a couple things, and I know that we're running a little bit long for a daily episode here, but I want to add a couple things here. One of the most powerful things that you can do in this context, and, and I'll, I'm going to go back up in my notes here to the, the question. It said, uh, what would be your advice about dealing with clients that make you feel negative when you're maybe not in a position yet to reject them? When you're maybe not in a position yet to reject them? And so... We've talked about what to do about that particular client. Now let's talk about that not being in a position yet to reject them. Uh, the biggest thing you need to do is create more demand for your services. We're always operating in this supply-demand balance. And if there's no demand for your services, then there's basically infinite supply for the, the very little amount of demand. You know, if there's, if there's one client who demands your services, then they know like they are completely in control. If you have 10 clients who are interested in your services and you can only serve three at a time, then suddenly you have 10 people trying to be on their best behavior to earn the three spots. And so you want to flip that supply demand balance in your favor as much as possible. One pretty simple thing that you can do, one little rule that you can follow is to do at least one thing per day dedicated to demand generation. Do at least one thing per day dedicated to demand generation reach out to one potential client, post on Facebook about something. Like, 
That's it's not all within what I would say that you would want to do when you're early in your career. There are lots of different things, lots of different strategies that you might use to generate demand based on where you're at in your career. But um, but if you're doing at least one thing per day that's dedicated to generating demand for your services, generating new clients or generating more business from past clients, you will you will start to shift that supply demand balance in your favor. And when demand for your services easily outstrips supply, you can easily say no. And that is ultra, ultra powerful. Um, and you can also, when demand is outstripping supply for your services, you can raise your rates and you can be selective about clients and you can do all the things that make your life easier as a client service provider. One more thing kind of tied to this, actually very closely tied to this, along with raising demand for your services, I believe that every freelance, I believe that every person on the freaking planet should create their own freedom fund. Some people have called this a rainy day fund. Some people call it FU money. Some people call it a war chest. Lots of things you can call it. Um, I actually teach about this in my freedom through copywriting training that's part of BTMS Insiders. Creating a freedom fund is setting aside money that you can use if you have to, to pay your bills, to cover expenses, etc. So you are not on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis constrained by the by that one person who's writing the checks happiness right uh i still remember the last job that i had the owner was kind of unpredictable i remember at one point he uh he got me and another guy from the company actually yeah me and another guy from the company in the conference room and we were both probably the top two marketing decision makers at the company and he said if um if we don't have an infomercial for XYZ product within the next 12 months, everybody in this room should be fired, including me. And that was a product that did not need an infomercial. It would not have benefited the business to do an infomercial. We could have completely shifted the entire direction of the company, maybe, and made the infomercial approach successful, but it was not an appropriate strategy decision for that company. And yet there was the owner of the company, the person who had the ultimate authority to stop paying me and stop paying the other guy in the room. He had the ultimate authority to do that. And here he was making this proclamation that if we didn't have an infomercial within 12 months, we should all be fired. Now, he was pretty ADHD, so he went on to the next thing. Um, And we didn't get fired and we didn't do the infomercial. But when you're in a situation like that, you want to have the financial flexibility that you know you'll be fine. And the same thing applies to any kind of client work. Um, When you have a freedom fund, when you have at least three to six months bills paid for in an account that is completely set aside that you hopefully don't touch, but you can touch if you absolutely need to, it gives you the ability to say no. And that is the greatest power in a situation like this. You need to develop that ability as soon as possible to say no, to move on, and to not have to deal with clients like this, to find a way to sever that relationship as soon as possible, take care of whatever obligations uh, in whatever way you need to, but then sever that relationship and move on. And things like demand generation and then having that financial flexibility are what it's going to take to do that.
All right, so I mentioned uh, number one, the sponsor of this episode was the Launch Your Client Business free mini course. That link is included in the description. I'll also include a link to that freedom through copywriting training that's part of BTMS Insiders. I am also including links to the We Are All Effed Up, Broken, and Insecure. That one is not safe for work if you want to watch it. It is very good in terms of kind of the deeper truths of our own human psychology. Um, and I'm going to include that link to my interview with Fred Joyle, author of Super Bold on becoming Super Bold, and, uh, and specifically his concept of being the voice of upliftment. It's all great stuff. Check out the links in the description. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Every day with every episode, I'm here trying to help you increase your marketing genius. And, you know, part of that is, is just knowing how to deal with these client situations. And, um, and I think next time you run into a client situation like this, this marketing genius should be able to shine through. So I'll see you again in the next episode. See you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.